when we unlearn it services and uh, got into saas uh, we thought saas is a, a mechanism where you will create something you will you will create website people will come they will put their credit card buy and you need not talk to them okay <laughs> that was our sweet assumption then welcome to saas origin stories Tune in to hear authentic conversations with founders as they share stories from the earlier days of their SaaS startups. We'll cover painful challenges, early wins, and actionable takeaways. You'll hear firsthand the do's and don'ts of building and growing a SaaS, as well as inspirational stories to fuel you on your own SaaS journey. Here is your host, Phil Alves. Amit, welcome to the show. I'm happy to have you here and chat with you today. Thanks for inviting me to the show. It's honor to be here and looking for a, a great chat. Yeah, for sure. So, tell us first a little bit about what iMocha is and what problem you guys solve. Yeah. So, iMocha is a primarily a skill intelligence platform uh, where we help enterprises for talent acquisition and talent development. for identifying and quantifying the skill quantification so for example you are hiring at entry level or you are hiring uh, experienced people so before they come for an interview we they can take a test and you can talk to only relevant candidate that uh, fit that job role thereafter we provide the interview solution on the platform uh, so that you can interview them and now uh, recently 6 months back we Uh, started an onboarding solution even uh, where uh, we help you find out uh, how are they onboarded in terms of uh, was it effective or not so this is about uh, the talent acquisition cycle for talent development cycle we help you uh, measure the roi of your learning spend and efforts beat onboarding upskilling reskilling certification training need identification training need analysis so that, that that's the two use cases talent acquisition and talent development and for what kind of positions do you guys help so we did started with uh, helping for technology positions for the technology companies like java developers then coders hackers then we got into entire portfolio of it uh, that includes uh, erp professionals bit functional technical uh, sales force then got into data science uh, machine learning ai ml developer scientist Uh, thereafter we uh, got uh, uh, as an offering many skill libraries on uh, aptitude uh, cognitive science soft skills communication skills so then we expanded our portfolio to hire project managers business analysts so in it for a big or it organization almost all, all job roles 300 plus job roles are ready with us with 3000 plus skill libraries and uh, as a, as a second Uh, industry we started getting into telecom and now bfsi so a few of the roles of telecom and bfsi even wow it's it's a lot of different positions and you guys offer like a library of tests to make sure that you can help people qualify their their candidates for all those positions or how does it work like let's say i want to hire a a java developer like you say you're going to help me define if the developers are entry level or mid level or a senior is that what your product do Yeah. Sure. So we we typically help companies hire at entry level and mid level. Uh, we don't help in senior hiring. 
because uh, typically people do not uh, appear for assessment skill assessment there but for uh, entry level and mid level uh, we have 3000 plus skill libraries for variety of job position almost covering uh, all the uh, skills and companies can take the ready test which are well calibrated or can ask our customer success team to create one depending on their job description and then they send this test uh, invite candidates and once the test is done uh, we have got a offering even of uh, interviewing solution uh, be it live interview live coding interview and live ai logic box interview which is unique of its kind so uh, from uh, in fact for engaging them we create microsites even so we help them engage screen interview and onboard through skill assessment and platform That's amazing. And how did you come up with that idea to build this product? Walk me through like how you decide to build it. Sure. So when when we started Sujita and I uh, both the co-founders, uh, we were running an IT services company, IT consulting companies then. And what problem so it was 80 people or uh, IT company we were running. I was a CEO and he was a CTO uh, then even. And we found out that uh, many a times uh, the candidates whom our interviewers and hiring managers are talking do not have a basic fit so when we tried digging out the problem we understood that recruiter judges a candidate based on a resume and candidates are very lavish in writing their resume even if they have worked for or attended a training even for a week they make sure it is part of their resume as a intermediate or proficient skills and a poor recruiter used to get trapped in this and elevate that candidate for interview and many a times uh, there is a lot of billable hours wastage from hiring managers standpoint and interview to hiring ratio was very less when we were running our own organization so when we exited it consulting uh, thought of solving this problem and we thought of solving this problem with one way interview solution where uh, we'll uh, ask a question and we'll record the interview responses one minute each maybe five question and it was a interview problem which we were solving and sujith and me we were having a mocha coffee in a local coffee shop in uh, pune india so we named it like interview mocha so interview problem we are solving and mocha is the coffee we are having and anyways coffee is loved in us so we thought oh coffee is a good name uh, later on when we tried dig deeper into it we understand it is not only an interviewing problem but it's a problem with skills skills are changing faster uh, when we uh, onboarded customer over a period of time and we realized that skill assessment is a a bigger problem that we need to solve so apart from interviewing solution we started offering skill assessment even and now skill intelligence even by connecting to various data source which is a recent uh, ad and because we were offering a complete skill intelligence for talent acquisition and talent development interview world was limiting the purpose and that's the reason we renamed to i moka where i stands for innovation now and moka is anyways a coffee So, uh, I muka uh, that way makes sense. So, you guys were having the problem in your own business. So, like you're running this consulting firm and this IT service, and you're like, we're having a hard time to hire these developers or to hire whoever we have to hire. We are just wasting so much time, and you went to solve your own problem. That's how you come up with the idea. And from there, like, how did it become like a product? a separate product from your your own company that you had or you you run both companies at once walk me through like you solve your own problem and how this become a saas product that you have right now 
ஜாப் and i took it uh, as the first uh, person and sujit was doing consulting for a while and when we got into a stage where we were having uh, some revenue sujit also got in so we started solving this problem uh, as a full fledgedly and not uh, working in that company earlier okay and initially it was tough for uh, first initial uh, few days it was not flying and we were not resonating well uh, with the customer and in fact i mortgaged my house to run it for a while for almost a year <laughs> and uh, then we got a, a small angel investment and some revenue and then it, then it flown okay great so so that it's you kind of answer my follow up question how you fund it so you 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 got a mortgage your own home to fund that and then you were able to get some angel investing and that's how how you fund the build of the product that's very brave of you and so walk me through like how long it took to to take the product to market and the the first like few months of development or even year how, how was that sure so it took us almost 6 months of first mvp minimum viable product and to get into the market and uh, we were good with it consulting business but did not did not have so it was almost 2015 7 years back okay so that time we didn't had any flair of product venture or saas and even saas ecosystem was not great in india at that time okay there are couple of companies like zoho and freshworks but uh, zoho was good but freshworks was even at their initial stages then then so it was a tough time it took us 9 month to earn our first dollar okay so six nine months we have been doing it then we got a first customer got website in place and uh, and because it was saas we were trying to sell uh, through online as a channel in fact that time uh, there was no payment gateway uh, like uh, for indian companies no payment gateway to collect the money so we got an a us company and a payment gateway from us and uh, nine months later to our surprise when we were sleeping in the night one of the customer from germany uh, came and paid us a 49 dollar a month package <laughs> so <laughs> it was a, a good a start and thereafter like within a year's time though it was a small then then we used to have a package of 49 dollar a month uh, 99 dollar a month and uh, 499 dollar a month and 6000 was unlimited package now we have customers paying us half a million 200k 100k very regularly that time in 6000 dollar everything whatever we were selling we were ready to sell <laughs> but that online model worked for us so from that moment to 18 months uh, we uh, we were lucky we got close to 600 customers paying us a small sum though uh, okay and uh, we we reached in first almost like 9 months plus 15 months we reached not a big one but yeah a 20k mrr then okay so, so how, how long did it take to get to 20k mrr it, it took us 18 months 18 months that's that's amazing one it yeah um, the, thereafter journey was uh, a bit 
fast but yeah to get our first so unlearning it consulting took us time learning stats was a easy one but unlearning was hard <laughs> makes sense and so how did you get those customers like how what kind of channel did you use uh, you say it was luck but i'm sure you guys did something to to increase your chances of finding them sure so what happened when we realized that skill assessment is the need of the customer and we started uh, creating skill libraries through crowdsourcing as a model okay so we so we are the largest skill libraries uh, i would say worldwide 3000 plus skills and that to majority of those skills are new age skills which are relevant which are uh, generated in our five years okay because jobs are changing faster right so when we were creating skill pages we realized that as we are creating more and more skills and creating a skill pages on website every skill pages so for example we have created java test so java online test java skill test java skill assessment is becoming a keyword so we actively started doing seo on the skill pages we participated in quora questions started answering it and because we were creating the question skills that are new age that were non existent earlier we were the first company to create these new age skills it started working on seo and daily we used to get some or other uh, leads three four leads four five leads uh, from across the globe who were looking for test on those uh, skills they used to come and we had a free trial then and they used to sign up so that's how uh, we started getting our funnel and for next good 3 years seo was our primary attraction channel that's awesome so like you guys went very deep on seo and would just be like php skill level assessment java skill level assessment and and that you rank for those keywords and those who bring qualified leads to your product and you did that for the first 3 years is that correct that's right i think that's what people have to realize like when you build a saas product you usually should choose one channel and really go deep on that channel before you try to to add other channels once you find that channel that works for you and so what other channels have you guys add later on to keep growing the company and keep bringing customers yeah so feel like for first 20k mrr so almost 250k arr seo was the channel even for our first million dollar we which took 18 months from then seo was our traction channel but what we realized uh, after a, a point in time that we have multiple segment of customer from different industries different geographies different segments enterprises mid size companies large enterprises smb very small businesses all coming our way and signing it up we realized there are some customers who are churning who have a need which is very seasonal and they do not have an adequate need so we were having multiple segment multiple value proposition and we realized for if you would like to scale uh, we need to get it out from this rollout stage in product life cycle it is called as rollout stage of product life cycle where you have multi segment multiple value proposition to get into where we have a single set of customer with single value proposition which is scalable and when we were around at million dollar revenue arr then uh, we decided uh, let's find out which is the segment which is big in size we have a differentiated category to serve them the frequency of usage of our product is very frequent there uh, hourly or daily at least uh, the the need will be 
existing for a longer period of time and will support the expansion potential. And when we started running these parameters over different set of customers we had, so we found out that we are offering a solution which excites more on this parameter to mid-size and enterprises. And that's how we decided to serve a mid-size customer and enterprise as our primary channel, a primary uh, source. And uh, once we decided that, we became clear with the named account whom we should go after. And uh, then we kept on adding different traction channels uh, for the growth then. That, that's a very smart approach. So you go with the customers that you have and you're like, what are the customers that are staying the longest? What are the customers that we're adding the most value? And you kind of figure out who they were and you're like, we're going to go and you're going to expand for this one kind of customer. Uh, and I think that's normal. When you're starting a business, you get everybody that they'll give you money. You take you take their money. But if you want to scale, you have to figure out who is that one customer, uh, the one ICP that it's going to get the most value and that you're going to serve well. And then you can keep adding ICPs later. But I think that was a, a great strategy that, that you guys use. Yeah. <laughs> so if you could think like from the early days of your business, What's kind of like the first oh shit moment that comes to mind? So what is happening uh, when when we start when we are facing a problem of churn then and uh, have all multiple segment of customer and uh, we wanted to get from all uh, customer to uh, one ICP where we can uh, create more value and get more out of it. We were a bit suspicious and uh, FOMO fear of missing out uh, the revenue was with us that how, how will we be able to manage it but then we run through the data that we have 600 customers i talked about and looked at it to, to our surprise though customer were paying us 49 dollar a month to 99 dollar a month and for 99 dollar a month but we had eight customers from those list paying us through credit card who were fortune 500 companies and there were 44 enterprises who were using us then but we never realized we never ran that uh, earlier and still it was uh, auto serve mode uh, do it yourself mode where we were asking them to come and buy and we were not able to grow them because we never paid attention to them uh, because as SMB buys the product but to enterprise you need to sell it you need to help them with different use cases so it was uh, both an astonishing and oh shit moment for us that oh man we have fortune 500 companies using us without us realizing it oh shit what we are doing man let's let's do something meaningful with them <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> so, that's, a, that's awesome I guess the first thing you did was put their logo in your site <laughs> 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 that's amazing uh and how about like a, a very smart decision that you made in the early days a decision of yeah a very smart decision that you made a decision that you felt like oh man that was such a great decision i made uh, in the early days of of building this this company sure so in the early days so so first of all uh we were uh, when we unlearn it services and uh, got into SaaS. Uh, we thought SaaS is a, a mechanism where you will create something, you will you will create website, people will come, they will put their credit card by, and you need not talk to them. Okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> that was our sweet assumption then. And thereafter, we were serving them, chatting with them on the uh, uh, support uh, and all. But the good thing that we did is 
we started uh, not only to sell but once the customer becomes a customer uh, we started connecting with them over the zoom call or the skype skype call and talking to them about what what makes them come to our product and uh, talking to them on their problems how are we solving so uh, initially we were, we tried doing it as a diy but when we started speaking to even the smaller customers the output and the insights what we got was phenomenal okay and uh, i would say we should have done it even early but we we started it late but after we doing it we were able to understand so we uh, we assume that we uh, understand our customer better because they use our product and we are selling it but when we started speaking to them uh, they uh, they were clear many times as a cohort about their need where they are moving towards what did they perceive us as and what are their problems so uh, proximity to the customer talking to them and resonating well helped us uh, navigate uh, taking from that an early stage to a growth stage company that's a great insight uh, like yeah we do some some people or look at saas and think i never have to talk to my customer because they can do everything on our website but once we start talking to them you start learning and you start growing and you start figuring out what you need to do next that's that's a great decision and how about like a bad decision that you made like that was a good decision could you share like a bad decision that you made as as a ceo so i would say there are there are a lot of good decision there are a lot of bad decision <laughs> as a ceo <laughs> okay and the bad decision we did uh, initially uh so was uh, so w- what was happening while we were serving and getting customers from across the globe but so good decision was we decided to talk to them and bad decision was we didn't talk to them for a longer period of time uh, but apart from that when we were small i would say not bad decision but bad approach was we were not keeping eye on the competition and the industry so we were serving customer getting an insight but whatever we have been selling we were uh, thinking like a point solution though we are solving a point solution problem but you should be aware of the bigger problem what you are a part of for customer and not having an adequate knowledge on industry and competition for a long time what was bad decision because uh, we started working on whatever was working for us uh, without finding out the external factors okay they were considering while uh, taking those decision and we did it for quite a while i would say so that was the one thing second thing uh, we we were a bootstrap company for the first five years okay and uh, five 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 and a half years and grew so we though we were growing but we realized uh, so after a million dollar uh, in couple of million dollar we understood that now this is scalable and we we can create a big company uh, we took a bit more time uh, to raise finance okay that was a bad decision if we would have once we are clear that we can create a big company we have a product market fit so we should have gone uh, fast in raising round uh, raising series a and get more customers of the sort but we 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 delayed it so i i would say we could have taken that decision a year uh, earlier also makes sense so like you feel like you took a little bit too long to go and and raise money so you could put some more fire and keep growing the company so when you decide to go and raise that money how much money did you guys raise yeah so first of all we decided when 
uh, COVID hit <laughs> the world. <laughs> Being a bootstrap company, we our, our runway was limited then uh, around uh, four, five months, six months. So we decided to raise a round. So we raised an angel round uh, just after COVID. It was a small angel round where almost all SaaS unicorn CEOs of India, uh, six, seven of them, invested a small sum in iMuka as an angel investment. So it was some 600k angel round. And a year after we raised a series around of 14 million. Nice. Congrats. And how does the, the Series A uh, help you guys keep growing from there? Like, did it make a huge difference on your growth speed, bringing uh, out the money? First of all, uh, we, we were uh, working pretty well with talent acquisition, hiring use case for uh, technology companies. We got funding because uh, we, uh, before funding even, we got some evidences where we were even expanding customer into talent development, bit upskilling, reskilling, talent training need identification, training need analysis. So we got funding so that uh, from a single product company, we can become a multi-product company, multi-offering. When you are going to enterprises, you need to sell more and more to the same guys, right? So uh, so first of all, uh, funding gave us a breath even to focus on talent development. And it's a year now, uh, our talent business, which was uh, just 7-8% then, has grown to 30% almost. So it has given us a breath to focus on creating another product. It was in the initial stage. Now it is proven. Plus, funding helped us. Uh, create more skills at a faster speed. And we got uh, into telecom and BFSI the, after funding. Uh, it was only technology companies earlier. And now we got three telecom players, which are for all Fortune 500 companies uh, as a customer, 11 uh, banking customers. So uh, first of all, we, we, we grew 100%. That, that's one part. But apart from that, funding gave us a, a time and leverage so that we got into one, two industries and the use case. So now by we were selling only some 100K package then, but now we have one customer paying us half a million, three, four of them paying us 250K and above with uh, multiple offerings to the same customer. So apart from growth, uh, working on the product, working on the different industries and multiple use cases is what funding has provided as the option, basically. That's amazing. So you made a transition from a tool to a platform. First, you were a tool serving like a specific kind of customer. And with the funding, you were able to have different products to serve the first, co the, the same customer. So you were like a platform company now, not just like a tool. And so I want to ask you about being in India. Like how, how where's your customers? I, I would imagine most of them are outside. They're, like you say, Fortune 500 companies. Where are most of your companies based right now? And like, how do you feel like about was building this startup in India versus building in the United States. Could you tell, talk with me a little bit about that, that topic? Sure. So Phil, if you would have asked me this question a year back, okay, when recruitment was at a peak in US, 50% uh, business was from US, 30% from the U, uh, Europe and Middle East, and almost 15% from India then. Okay. Mm -hmm. But US uh, hiring has slowed down a bit in last six months or so. Now we are at almost... 30% from US, uh, 30, uh, 30, 30, 35, so, so 35% from US, 35% from Europe and uh, Middle East, and 30% from India. So this year, our India business has grown. So number-wise, US business has even grown, but the growth is not as big as uh, in the other markets for this year for recruiting. 
mm-hmm. but uh, but our uh, majority of uh, markets are us followed by india followed by europe now makes sense and how was building the company uh, over there in india uh, do you think like you say the the saas community was kind of small uh, it might be a little bit harder to to raise money so how and you're competing with companies in the united states and companies all over the world do you think that was an advantage a disadvantage to be in india walk me through that so there is uh, both the ways advantage as well as disadvantage and the advantage is uh, in india because of the economy and the kind of uh, salaries we pay in india we can have more people and if something is uh, not working in the product we can put the bodies to get the reports out and serve the customer so, so we can put so that's a, that's an advantage creating a company from india then the second advantage technical engineering people are good uh, in india uh, there is no scarcity and we get uh, enough of them of a decent quality to create a product so availability of engineering talent at a, a low cost and uh, same thing for sales and cs uh, at a low cost is an advantage the disadvantage however is we do not have a lot of good product managers and product marketing as an ecosystem in saas in india okay at least for enterprises so in terms of product management and product marketing and in terms of marketing like creating the positioning creating the brand us is a very mature market and the kind of talent which is available in us not available in india so if you see engineering or other customer success driven guys maybe india has an advantage if you talk about product which is a core of any business and uh, the marketing positioning which is the core of any business again so us has an age and apart from that uh, when you sit next to the customer you understand the culture you understand the patterns buying patterns behavior uh, it it definitely get some help but uh, these problems are solved once we got series a when we we have got a couple of guys in us now and uh, they they are giving us those insights but prior that Uh, definitely both have their advantages and disadvantages uh, if we, we we at the revenue we were ha- having uh, earlier before raising a fund we could not have survived uh, in us <laughs> but we were profitable in india <laughs> so a golden mix of both like few people a few uh, team members in us and leveraging on indian ecosystem uh, will be a good thing so uh, this is this is my thinking product and marketing us is a better uh, place for talent and in india uh, engineering and uh, customer success yeah, at a lower cost i won't say better but at lower cost so the other thing second thing in us you have an advantage if you are focusing on us on in, in enterprises then being us for us companies they certainly have an advantage uh, sitting in india we can understand smbs well but when it comes to enterprises we need to uh how fit on the street in us even now big sense and that's a great insight for for entrepreneurs here and entrepreneurs there so they can think about how how to navigate the market so when did you know you you built something that would last so basically uh, what has happened like th- th- there is a context to what we are building so there is a white space that has created newly because of the a skill advancement in the recent past so if you see now according to all the researches and we 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 say it with the customer even 40% of the world skills are changed already in last decade 
and they say in next 10 years whichever skill you will be working on will be the new that is not existent today either version change will be there major version change will be there or the skills will be altogether different and this stands true for all industries uh, for example if you see uh, banking industries bank tellers and cashier jobs are getting replaced by mobile apps atms and internet banking a person uh, in united state 30 40 years back used to open toll and parkways gate under the change that has been replaced by rfid and cctv technologies totally right mm-hmm. regardless of the industries technology is taking up the job skills are becoming skills are changing faster than ever even if you see the marketing in last 10 20 years digital you cannot think about marketing without digital marketing now and digital marketing was not a reality 20 years back okay if you see uh, the two companies of retail uh, walmart and amazon the two companies solving the same problem but the skill matrix of these two organization is entirely different right mm-hmm. so because of this skill changes changing very fast like skill is becoming a economy and every enterprise every companies to stay relevant and to stay competitive need to invest in skills adopt a skill first approach uh, align their talent accordingly invest in talent at across the life cycle of a talent be it a candidate be it employee be it alumni everything in between we found out that while companies like uh, coursera udemy and others are trying to create the content the courses for the new age new skill world there needs to be a reliable uh, layer for quantifying skills at different level so we we started doing it with skill libraries as the uh, first thing now we are getting into a mode where we are cra- uh, parsing resumes we are crawling social profiles of an employee we are connecting with uh, hr system ats system lms system project management system to sk- get the skill data and trying to create the skill profile of an employee for entire life cycle of that employee where employee and employer both can take multiple decisions regarding the career of that uh, employee so and this need will last at least for next 40 years in this form uh because skills are going to get advanced advanced and advanced i agree with you ella and you're going to have to be developing those skills right so like you're well positioning to to help those companies uh develop their people and and make sure they're actually get developed so how how big are you guys today and how big you you think you're going to be in the next 10 years you are you are asking in terms of revenue whatever number you are okay sharing with if you have if revenue is public or number of users or whatever you could share so in terms of uh, customers uh, we are serving 40 plus uh, enterprises 60 plus mid segment companies and a couple of hundred uh, smbs at this point in time but smb definition is changed now okay and uh, in terms of so, so we are having 11 fortune 500 companies with and 40 plus enterprises as our customers our ndr is almost Uh, for our enterprise segment ndr is almost 200% uh, nrr net recurring mm-hmm. revenue okay mm-hmm. so we are going more and more with them uh, in next 3 uh, to 5 years we expect uh, ourselves to be a company between 50 million plus revenue with some 300 plus enterprises as customer so as we are moving more and more enterprises so we would expect uh, the acv of enterprises to go big and for achieving that 50 a million in next 3 to 5 years we need to uh, 
grow 80 to 100% year on year basically that way makes sense that's cool and and I, i like how your plan to get there it is to move up market and serve more of the enterprises and and i see a lot of uh, saas products doing that like you start with this small business but as you're trying to grow and be bigger it makes a lot of sense to move up market yeah so i mean thank you very much for your time today i really like getting to know more about your company and how you guys got here congrats on your success i do have one final question before we end do you have a book that you recommend for for every saas founder yeah so at uh, in the early stages of uh, imoca i got to know about the book by the founder of duckduckgo the book name is traction trumps everything i, I forgot the name of uh, the person but the book name is traction trumps everything where it talks about 19 traction channel that are available for a tech company to grow and there is a bullseye framework for you to decide which one you should choose or which three you should try and and that's a, that's a very uh, i would say strategic as well as tactical book which helps early stage founder to quickly decide upon which traction channel helps them so for saas founder i would say traction trumps everything is the book is what uh, i would suggest yeah that that's definitely a great book and if people want to follow you and learn more about you what's the best way to to find you online i'm uh, pretty active on linkedin linkedin Okay, awesome. Okay, again, thank you very much for your time today. This was a great show. Thank you so much, Phil. Thanks for your time and thanks for again inviting me on this podcast. Hope to see you soon. <laughs> Good to see you soon. SaaS Origin Stories is brought to you by DevSquad. To find out more about how we help entrepreneurs launch new products and help larger businesses plug in a ready-to-go development team, visit devsquad.com. Add us to your rotation by searching for SaaS Origin Stories in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Make sure to click follow so you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening and remember, every SaaS hero has an origin story.